Okay, good afternoon, Grommets and Delcons and Trump supporters everywhere. Um, welcome to the 42nd episode of episode of the Pushing Rubber podcast. My name is Adam Piggott uh, here in Melbourne, Australia. 42nd, 42, the number of the universe, the number of the universe. Think about that. Uh, if you don't know why... 42 is the number of the universe. Well, either you know why 42 is the number of the universe, or you've got no idea what the hell I'm talking about. If you know why, then you know, and if you don't know, you've missed out. That's all I can say. Um, Probably most of you have missed out. But the answer to life, the universe, and everything is actually 42. Believe you me. Think about that. My cat is unconscious uh, on a chair next to me. Because I got up at five o'clock this morning for reasons unknown. Um, I had a bit of a busy morning. I had to go to the hairdresser. It's been a bit of an event. So I got a phone call a week ago from my hairdresser, who is your stock standard cliched very gay hairdresser um but he's a good sort and more importantly um he he really cuts hair really really well it um it shouldn't surprise me how bad most hairdressers are considering i suppose you don't need to be a fucking genius to become a hairdresser but it's hard to find a good hairdresser um i care about having a good hairdresser because for two reasons one i've got hair um and two i give a shit even if you don't have hair you should care there's nothing worse than a guy who's balding but he so he thinks all right all right i'm balding i'm bald on top now so i don't need to get my hair cut ever it's just all this scraggy mess around the sides same guy you know complaining that chicks won't give him the time of day i was just like okay but finding good hairdressers is hard because mostly they're crap. Like, if you go to a lawyer, well, you get crap lawyers too. So if the, you get crap everywhere, but you get more crap hairdressers than I'd say any other profession. If you go to a lawyer, if you've got a problem, and you say to a lawyer, this is your problem. If the lawyer turns to you and says, well, what would you like me to do? What angle would you like me to take here? You'd be a little bit worried. I'd be a little bit worried because you'd be kind of looking at him going, well, Mr. Lawyer, that's that's your job, yeah? That's your job to know what to do. That's why I'm paying you all this money. And yet, you go to hairdressers and you sit down and it'll be a new hairdresser and they'll walk up to you and they'll kind of put their hands on your head around your hair, kind of framing it in a way, and they'll look at you in the mirror I'll say, what would you like me to do? And uh, and if it's a new hairdresser, my standard line is, well, with the shape of my head and blah, 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 and the type of hair I've got, you know, what what do you recommend? And 99% of the time, they just look at you like, I don't understand. Just tell me tell me how you want me to cut your hair. It's like, you, you're supposed to be the professional. You're supposed to see the shape of my head and my face and type of hair and hair colour and and, you know, Surely you can work this out. 
No, they don't do it. So the, the hairdresser that I've got is a very good hairdresser. The other thing is there's, there's this real trend of late about barber shops. So all the all the all the you know people who are trying to look like young hipsters trying to look like they're young lumberjacks, and all these barber shops and they serve you beer and whiskey and you know all the rest of it. Well, what they do though is they just cut your hair with clippers. Look, if you want a good haircut, you don't get clippers. The only thing you use clippers for is is on the base of the neck. That's absolutely it. If you want a good haircut. You got to use scissors, or well, the hairdresser has to use scissors. The difference between a scissor cut and a clipper cut is orders of magnitude. And you might be saying, "Oh, fucking hell, man! This is an important shit. What are you about your hair?" Okay, fine, all right. Um, but uh, I care about my appearance. I wear nice clothes. I get a good haircut. Um, if you don't care about your appearance, well, that's fine. I'll judge you accordingly. Give you that up and down look. So yeah, there's barber shops. They're just uh, I don't know. I think I walked past one of these trendy barber shops the other day, and most of the hairdressers in there were women. In a barber shop, where you're cutting men's hair. What's that? You don't have women doing there. It doesn't make any sense at all. So a week ago. And I'll, I'll keep on with this women thing. Point, I've got a point to it. A week ago, a couple of weeks ago, my hairdresser rang me a little bit distraught. As I, as, uh, and, and of course, gay hairdressers do distraught very, very well. And uh, his name's Nick. Nick the gay hairdresser. He's a very nice chap. Probably about my age. Nick says to me, uh, a little bit of an issue. I've broken my wrist, broken my arm, or a bone between his wrist and his arm. Something important in there that if it doesn't heal properly, you know, you're going to turn into some, you know, hunchback of Notre Notre Dame or something like that. I don't know. And I said, "Oh, that's not good. How'd you break? How'd you break your arm?" And uh, he broke his arm in a yoga class, of all places. Now. I shit you not, I, I had not considered a yoga class to be a place of great physical danger. But it is when you're doing your headstand and the fat chick next to you uh, loses her balance and topples over, falls on you, causing you to fall, and then she lands on you, which then causes Nick's the hairdresser's uh, wrist to be broken, believe it or not. Uh, there should be a rule that fat chicks shouldn't do yoga, as far as I'm concerned. There should be a rule. So, he broke his hand in a yoga class. And, of course, I gave him a lot of shit about that. But then I was like, oh, is it your left or your right hand? Excuse me, I'm a little bit tired. I said I got up earlier this morning. Is it your left or your right hand? He goes, oh, it's my right hand. And he's right-handed. And I'm like, oh, because my haircut was coming up. And he's like, I'm like, so... So what are we going to do? And uh, he said, it's okay, I've got something. She's really good. And I just went, she? I don't let chicks cut my hair, man. Chicks don't cut my hair. And he goes, no, she's really good. She's really good. She cut your wife's hair 
last week, isn't didn't you do a good haircut on your on your wife? And I said yes, because my wife's a woman, believe it or not. So chicks should cut chicks' hair, and guys should cut guys' hair. In fact, I don't care whose hair gets cut. You can all get hair cut by fucking transvestite armadillos for all I care. But as regards to me, I need a bloke to cut my hair because chicks just don't get it. They don't get men's hair. Full stop. And he's like, I'll be there, he said to me. I will be standing there monitoring the situation. And I'm like, well, no offence, Nick, but your idea of monitoring, I don't think it's... Because uh, Nick's, Nick's a great hairdresser, but every now and then I need to pull him back into focus. And that's when he has his hands on the job of my hair. Um, so I was not impressed about this. I was not impressed. I was like, no, come on, man. Who else you got? And he goes, no, that's it. Really, that's it. And back and forth. I went, really, man, I don't want a chick to cut my hair. Oh. So this morning I went in for the haircut with the chick. And Nick was there. And uh, he hadn't told her anything about uh, about my uh, aversion to getting my hair cut by a chick. Anyway, it didn't start off well. So I stand there talking, and the guy okay, get getting get your hair get your hair washed. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! What's this? Get my hair washed, shit! I get my hair washed. My hair's all slicked back in a big blob. How are you gonna tell her what what my hairstyle? How are you gonna tell her how you get it? And they realised immediately what I was saying, and there were these embarrassed looks. And oh yeah, and I'm looking at them, shaking my head, going, "This is not a good start." This is not a good start at all. So he's there and he's explaining, blah, blah, blah. Because I thought it was a simple cut that, I, that I'd get, but apparently it's quite a complicated cut that Nick gives me. And a couple of months ago, I was actually giving him shit, saying how much of it easy it is to cut my hair. And he takes him and he, and he got very, very... Uh, he got a little bit shirty with me. So any time he's ever got shirty, he's like, actually, this is a very complicated cut. And he was telling me why it was a complicated cut. And it no, made no sense to me at all. So anyway, he's explaining to this woman how to cut my hair. And she was like mid, mid-30s perhaps, blonde, looked intelligent, didn't look ditzy. I had hopes. And I had no other choice. Because I wasn't about to go to one of these barber shops where they have clippers. I was just not going to do it. So I washed, washed the hair. And Nick's walking away and he turns around and goes, Oh, by the way, whatever you do, don't give Adam, Adam, can't even pronounce my name today, don't give Adam a hair, head massage. And it's the thing, I don't want, if, wash my hair, fine. Do it, get it done, get it over with. But none of this head massage shit. The reason I don't want your head massage, you stupid doofusy hairdresser, is because you're crap. You, they, what they do is they, they get their thumbs. They get their thumb. And they like plant their thumbs just to the side on your side of your heads or just a to the side of your eyes. And then they start they start probing as if they're like driving some sort of brain probe into you and then they think and then they, they use their hands like they're kneading dough or something like this and this is and, and you just sitting make it stop make it stop anyway so I, th- I was checking to see her reaction when 
Nick told her not to give me a head massage. And she was like, oh, she said to me, I'm exactly the same as you. Don't like head massages. Don't, don't do it. Just wash the hair. So straight away, I'm feeling a bit more positive here. We start to get on well. We've got a bit of banter going back and forth. Because I'm trying to make the best of a really bad situation with a chick cutting my hair and all. And I'm talking to her, I'm like, explain to her why I hate head massages, or any massage for that matter. I actually don't like people touching me, to be honest. I'm not a, just, look, yeah, just, just you stay over there, yeah? You stay over there on that side and I'll be over here, all right? I'm like a dog that doesn't like to be touched. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, pat my head. All right, done, done, done. Over there. Over there, that's enough. Yeah. We used to have a, a border collie Australian Shepherd called the Fonz. We had him back in Italy, but we had to give him away when we moved back to Australia. We found a fantastic horse farm in, uh, in Holland. Really lucky. My wife did a lot of hard work because we were very sorry to give up the Fonz. He was a fantastic dog. I'd probably taught him about 30 different verbal commands and at least half a dozen um, gesture commands. Damn fine dog. But we were exactly the same. He did not like to be touched. You could like give him a bit of rough handling, but sit there and pat him on the head. He'd be like, mm. my wife was always like, you two are exactly the same. Exactly the same. Don't touch me. So anyway, talking to the hairdresser, and I start to explain to her about, you know, washing hair. And I'm saying to her, how is it that such a simple task of washing someone's hair people manage and she wasn't fucking it up but it's the same people manage to fuck it up all the time it's just like either the what do you have to check one thing is the water too cold or too hot and so they but what do you get with all that normal hairdressers or some ditzy 17 year old who's you know just started her hairdressing apprenticeship and she's been told to wash all the hair they seem to do wash the hair they'll put either ice cold water on your head in the middle of winter and then they'll you know, you're, you're there like, ah. and then, oh, is that a bit cold? Or they'll just put boiling hot water on your head. Oh, is that too hot? That's just like, which part of run the water over your own fingers before you put it on the person's face? What part of that is hard to understand? And yet, it happens all the time. I just sit there cringing like, some people are like, is that the right temperature? Can I just test it with my own fingers? Well, sure enough, I'd yank them back as they're burnt off. You know, fingers are burnt to the down to the bone. There's just like little stubs with flesh peeling away where my fingers used to be. But that's fine as long as that shit didn't go on my head. That's all we want. So this chick's washing my hair and she's agreeing with me. She's agreeing. Yep, absolutely. And she, the water temperature was perfect. I didn't have to say anything because I started saying this after she put the water on. So we go and sit down. Go and sit down. I'm not going to take you through the whole getting the haircut experience. And I'm not going to know what the haircut's like until I get up tomorrow morning and have a shower. That's, that's the only... I don't know now. I don't know now. I just don't know. But we got talking because she cut my wife's hair. She's like, oh, so, you know, you and your wife are leaving Australia. You must be sad. I'm like, sad? I'm fucking ecstatic. If I could have been out of, out of here three or four years ago, I would have done it. We should have been out of here three or four years ago with half a brain, but no. Anyway. So, no, no, no. 
over Australia. Thank you very much. Oh, why are you over Australia? is such a nice place. I know it's not. It's a shithole. I started saying why it's a shithole. And she started agreeing with me because we were talking about... Because Nick, the gay hairdresser, mentioned at one place how they're dropping the speed limit on the major road on which his hairdressing salon sits to 40... 40 kilometres an hour. 40. 40. 40. Now, I don't know what 40 kilometres an hour is in miles. About 60 kilometres is about 35 miles an hour. So that shouldn't be too hard to work out, should it? Um... 30% off that, what, 23, 22 miles an hour? That's slow in anybody's book. And they're doing this on all of the roads, the roads in Melbourne. The roads in Melbourne. You'll be driving down one street and it's 60, and then you'll turn another side street and it's 50, then you'll turn onto another street and it's 40, then you'll turn on another street and it's 70. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And we were talking, and I said, I said to her, I said, this is just a nanny state that they're just making it, in, they don't want to make it harder and harder and harder in Australia for people to drive because they don't want people to have their own cars. They want to have government mandated cars that you have to hire and people in the future won't be allowed to own cars in Australia. That's, this is the way it's going. And she was, Nick and her were agreeing with me. And look, I did a, I did a, uh, I did a podcast, a guest podcast for Captain Capitalism. Aaron Clary, who sponsors this podcast, by the way, so go and check out Aaron at uh, CaptainCapitalism.com, Arsehole Consulting, YouTube channel, podcast, he does twice a week, uh, has a bunch of books that are excellent. Um, but I did a guest podcast for him a couple of months ago, and I did it on driving around Australia, because <clears throat> I said to Aaron, when he asked me to do it, I said, well, where's your audience mainly from, your listeners? And he's like, oh... Most of them are from the States. I'm like, well, what, do you, what do you guys want to know? What do you want to talk about? I just want to wrap it on. I just wrap it on to my own listeners, but you know, you've got your listeners. What do you want me to wrap it on about to them? And he said, oh, I've always wanted to do a motorcycle trip around Australia. Kind of like, uh, like I did in my book, my first book. And... He said, so do something about that. So I did a whole podcast. If you were going to come to Australia, how would you do it? Where would you go? What would you see? Where would you stay? What would you avoid? That sort of thing. And Aaron loved it, and that was great. But on consideration, I think you'd have to be absolutely mad to come to Australia to go on a driving holiday. Absolutely mad i think it'd be like saying oh we're going to go on a skiing holiday let's check out algeria or libya it's just you'd be looking and going what what was it a sand skiing holiday i mean sarsan's concerned the united states well i haven't been to the states but i've been to canada the roads there shit all over australia i mean australia we had good roads 20 years ago, 30 years ago. We had good roads 20, 30 years ago. We don't have good roads anymore. We just have... We just have... Well, they haven't... It's weird. It's like they have constantly... There are always all these uh, roadwork sites where you have to slow down to, like, say, 30 kilometres an hour, and they'll have 
they'll have fucking cops there with speed guns fucking checking you and they'll and like they'll 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 start this slowdown like a kilometer before they're going to do this road work section and it'll go on they'll have finished the road and for three or four kilometers down the road it's still 30 or 40 kilometers an hour and it's open highway there's nothing and you'll be thinking oh fuck it i'm just going sure enough there's a cop waiting down there to get you but there's all these they have all these roadworks, but it's not like it, it, the roads never seem to get fixed. They're, they're crumbling, they're just crumbling off the sides, uh, cracks in the asphalt, single lane highways. You know, one lane in either direction. Whereas in, in the states or Europe, you'd have like four lanes in each direction. It's it's pitiful. It's absolutely pitiful. Um. We have cops everywhere, and they don't have to have a reason to pull you over, and they don't have to have a warrant to search your car. Uh, they can give you a, they can make you do a blood, blood alcohol test. They can make you do a drug drug swab. Now you got to swab for drugs. Um, they, they can now apparently in Australia. I don't know what state it is in Australia. It's probably fucking Victoria where I live. But I heard recently that now what they can do, the, the cops have the power to pull you over and then they can plug a laptop into your onboard computer and analyse your data to see if you've been speeding at any point. And if you have, they can book you. How's that? How's that? There are speed cameras everywhere in Australia. It's a major revenue raiser. I was living in Italy in Trentino, which is like a state initially and a region and they wanted to bring in one speed camera one and the local population good on them italians they chucked the biggest hissy fit this is i don't know 10 years ago so and i was i was living there at the time and saying to my friends we probably have about ten thousand speed cameras no it has to be more than that tens and tens of thousands they actually have a private companies in australia they have private companies who monitor them that, 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 that's how many speed cameras they have. And they don't have speed cameras in a place that's, like, dangerous, like, you know, you know, a, a bendy road that if you, you know, a black spot with an intersection or something. No, 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 no. They'll have it on a, on, a, on a straight section of highway at the bottom of a hill with no intersections within sight. Pure, pure revenue raising. Um... Just, I can't even tell you how bad. I can't even begin begin to go into detail about how bad. And people talk about our roads, like, oh, Australia's got climate conditions that are so extreme. So, no, we don't, because we don't have snow apart from one little area. If you want to know a climate condition that's bad for roads, it's snow and ice. That's bad for roads. That fucks roads up. All right, putting salt all over the road and then getting getting bulldozers to go down and scrape the road to get the, the snow and ice off. That damages the road. We don't have... The sun beating down on your roads doesn't kill your roads. Yeah. Nowhere near. And look, America has deserts. They have deserts and they have highways going through their fucking deserts. And I've seen the pictures. I've spoken to Americans... The freeway system is amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
what did the Yanks spend? Apparently, it was in the 50s that they built all their um, super highways and freeways. In a, I think in, a, in current dollars, they spent something like half a trillion dollars, uh, if you put it in, in contemporary figures. And it was one of the biggest infrastructure projects in history anywhere in the world. Um, and they and they keep it they keep it updated, they keep it updated. So I don't know I don't know. I did that podcast for Cappy. You want to, you want to come to Australia? I laugh when I see someone with a, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or a Maserati. They're all around me here. What forty kilometres now? Forty kilometres now, and you've got a Maserati. And the fastest you can go in Australia, the absolute top speed limit is one hundred and ten kilometres an hour. That's it. That's it. It's not like Europe where you sit on the autobahn at whatever speed you want. Yeah, Italy where it's 140 everywhere, but everyone does 160, 170, and it's fine because they've got a few speed cameras, but they're all set in certain places on the bridges and everyone knows where they are. So you're, you're driving along in Italy, you're doing 170 kilometers an hour with everyone else, and if you're not doing 170, you're in serious trouble because everyone will be up so far up your ass. won't be funny. And then suddenly all the traffic will just suddenly slow down. Vroomk. Everyone will drop 30 or 40 kilometres. They'll pass by the speed camera and then vroom, up you go again. Because they have fine... Overseas they bring in stupid laws and people find ways around the system. In Australia they bring in stupid laws and we just grumble about it. But we follow it... We follow it to the letter. To the letter. I mean... I think the the best example of the degradation, the mental degradation um, of the Australian workforce, the working class people, is high-vis clothing. If there's one thing that I think epitomises the obscene depths of the amount of freedoms we have lost in this country, it's High visibility clothing. Like, what they've achieved with high vis clothing is anyone on a mine site or working on a road or, oh God, just anyone, postal workers now. Um, I saw some people walking down the street and they were delivering, um, they were just like the, the junk mail and they were wearing high vis vests. And you just know that their employers made them do it. And what they've done with this high visibility clothing is they've taken away people's... They've made everyone conform. Everyone's, all, everyone's dressed the same. Look, you, you, you now know how to, you can spot someone in Australia who actually uh, earns good money because they're not wearing some kind of uniform. They're allowed to... They, they, they can wear what they want. They can wear what they want. They can dress as they want to work. And by wear what you want, I mean like a nice suit, um, shirt and tie, like something nice like that. That's becoming a rarity now. Everyone's walking around in high-vis clothing, you know. You go to a mine site and you walk in and, and you're out there for two weeks and there's 2,000 guys and you, you go into this huge mess hall that can seat, you know, eight or 900 people at a time. And you sit down and everyone gets their food and everyone's wearing high views, the same as things. And 
No one talks to each other, man. You just sit there and you fucking eat and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like, imagine this is what prison's like. It's what prison's like. You know, and you don't talk to anyone because you just don't want to set someone off. Because everyone's so, you don't, you don't know where they are on their roster. If they're, if they're like, you know, they're 10 days into a three-week stint or something like that. Oh, for God's sake. You know, so they're already jack of it, but they've still got 20 days to go or 10 days to go or whatever it is. I mean, you just, you just don't look them in the eye. Just don't look him in the eye. I just, and we go along with this. We go along with this. You see, you see photos of the states of uh, building sites, like basic building construction site. Guys are wearing what they want. Maybe a flannel shirt, some jeans, some corduroy pants, something like that. They're wearing what they want to work. They're wearing what they want to work. They're expressing themselves. They're able to do it. You can't do that in Australia. You can't do that. We we are just losing our freedoms across the board let's not go into the health and safety bullshit okay I, I once worked for an employer that had an activity activity um what did they call it wasn't it an activity risk assessment a safe method statement or safe work statement for how to apply sunscreen and what a safe method statement is is you have to read it and the company policy for how to apply the sunscreen in this case, so you're not going to injure yourself, and you have to assign it and date it and commit to it, and you have to re-sign every, say, every three months. We would, every three months, we'd be losing, each of us would lose a day, a work day at least, to have to re-sign all these things. As if you could even remember all this stuff. They had a safe, a safe work method statement for how to light a barbecue. I just it's just beyond belief you know all of these companies like BHP and Rio and all the rest of them with reams and reams of administrative idiots working for them I just it's just can't understand what's happened to this country we go along with it so back to the hairdresser so we're talking about this, and then we then we talk about we talk about uh, we talk about roads, and we spoke very briefly, and then we talk about kids growing up. Because she said to me, "Oh, do you have you know kids? Are you moving them to Holland?" And I said, "No, no, I don't have any kids that I know of." And uh, she goes, "Oh, that makes it easier then, you know, because it'll, be, it'll be really hard with kids." No, no, I wouldn't just say get on the plane and we're going. Suck it up. Well, but what about school, she said to me. What about school? Suck it up. Leave school. Well, how many schools did I go to when I was a kid? Let's see. I went to Guildford Grammar for kindergarten and first grade. Then I went to this school called Quintillion for grade two and... Grade two and... Grade two. And then for grade three, I went to, like, St. Mary's, I think it was. And then I went to Trinity. By the time I got to grade four, it was my fourth school. Because my parents kept moving around me to try and work out which school. We uh, ended up being in five schools over the course of my schooling career. So suck it up, you little bastards. You gotta move. You gotta, oh, you have to move school. And I said, and I said to her, look, when I and it turns out she's close to my age. She's a bit older than I thought, so she looked pretty good for her age as hairdresser. I said, when we were growing up as kids back in the seventies and eighties, we had to fit in with our parents' lives. Our lives revolved around them. They were the our parents were the centre of the family, and what 
On the weekend, whatever they wanted to do, we did. Put it that way. We did not we did not get a say in it. We did not get a say. We got a marginal say. Let's say our parents were 45 and 45%, and me and my brother had about 5% each tops. Yeah. Occasionally we'd get we'd get a bone thrown to us, but we had to fit in with their agenda. And that's fine. That's fine. They're the mother and father. They should they're the nucleus of the family, the husband and wife. But then my generation, Generation X, my generation flipped it when they started having kids and they reversed the process and made it so that the parents run around after the kids. So the kids are the centre. And I was reading a thing on Facebook about this this week and the, the guy, there was a psychologist, he wrote this thing about why this is really bad. And he, and he gave an analogy. It was like, look, in the army, who's the most important member? Is it the, the, the general at the top? Or we're going to wander around saying the privates are all the most important. It's the ones at the top who are the most important. And there's a whole bunch of psychological reasons why it's bad for kids. I mean, basically, what he was saying is that the most important person in the husband and wife's life should be their, their spouse, not the kids. And if the kids know that, that to be the case, then that gives them security. So we were talking about this, me and this, this, this cheeky hairdresser, and she was agreeing with me. She was agreeing with me. We're like getting on famously. She goes, yeah, I've got a four-year-old and I found myself going falling into the same trap, blah, 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 blah. So everything's going was going swimmingly, cut, cut, cut. She's cutting my hair, cut, 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 cut. I'm watching very closely what's going on. And Nick was getting distracted. The phone was ringing and off he'd go and she'd be cut, still cutting. And then he'd come back. I'm like, are you watching this, Nick? Are you watching this? Are you, you know, really, are you supervising here as much as you should be? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. But then somehow we got on. We're talking about following rules, blah, blah, blah. And I... And, I think it was me, I just bought out, for some reason, I just said, yeah, when you can't do anything these days in Australia, you can't go duck shooting, blah, blah, blah. And so this woman who's been agreeing with me on everything suddenly goes, whoa, whoa duck shooting. Oh, no, 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 I, I really don't like duck shooting. And literally just before this, we've been, we've been saying how all of us are in agreement, all three of us, her, Nick, me, we're all in agreement how we don't like people in Australia trying to tell other people what to do. And I, I brought out duck shooting as an extreme example because there is a huge concerted anti-hunting brigade in Australia to the extent that I heard the other, the other week that apparently in the future they have the, the, what the government wants to do, elements of the government, is to bring in plain packaging for hunting magazines in newsagents. So literally, you can't. It'll be covered in like a like a brown paper bag that's not see through, like like a, like a porn magazine or something, because they don't want you to be able to see hunting magazines because they're so bad. This is a level of of crazy. This is a level of killing of freedoms that's going on. The level of interference in everyone's life. Turns out that Miss Chicky cutting my hair is a reformed, is a is a is a vegetarian. And very, very anti-duck hunting. Very anti-duck hunting. And Nick was kind of giving me the warning look like, you know. The... And I was like, well, what's wrong with duck hunting? There's what I think I said to her, if there's, one, there's only one thing better than hunting ducks and shooting ducks, and that's eating ducks. 
And Nick was laughing nervously. <laughs> and I started noticing her that she's noticing her hair cutting was getting a little bit more, less care, attention to detail, put it that way. She was not happy at all. And, and then I started to say to her, I said, well, look, we've just been discussing how we all agree that we shouldn't, people shouldn't interfere in, interfere in everyone's lives. And she gets, yes, 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 I absolutely agree, but except for duck hunting. And I was just like, but there can't be an except, you stupid woman. I didn't say stupid woman. I wanted to. There can't be an except because everyone, for everything you want to do, duck hunting or pig shooting or, or I don't know, whatever things that they rail against, cutting down trees in your own garden, which you're not allowed to do in Australia anymore, believe it or not, there'll be someone who's against it. So it's either, it's either you get rid of the busybodies or you can't. This woman was a perfect glaring example. She was on everything. She was rational. We were getting on very, very well. We were in complete agreement and everything. But I hit her one fucking button, which was duck shooting. And boof, out comes the authoritarian wowzer. Wowzer is an Australian word for... Someone who wants to interfere with your life and tell you to stop doing something that you're enjoying. So we got we got the anti-smoking brigade in Australia. The anti-fucking sugar brigade is now on the rise. I mean, it's just it's out of fucking control. And by the way, yes, you cannot cut down trees in your own garden anymore because what they've done, the council does all the councils because Australia signed up to this stupid Paris Accord climate change agreement. All the local councils, all they do is they, they work out how many trees they've got and, you know, how, how they're contributing to soaking up carbon dioxide and blah, 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 blah. And that's actually calculated. So I'm going to cut my tree down in my yard. Oh, no, you're not allowed to do that. It's, you can't. You can't. Doubt, you know, no, no, because that's that'll lower our greenhouse uh, emission trade-off fucking scheme, blah, blah, blah. So no, no, you can't do that. People say to me, well, why do you want to leave Australia? I was like, why do you want to stay? Why do I, say, I buy a house in the future and I can't cut down a tree? Are you serious? And by the way, if you're buying a house in Australia and it's got gum trees around it, eucalyptus trees around it, you want to cut the fucking things down. Because what they do is they fall over in storms all the fucking time. Yeah. So if you buy a place and it's surrounded by gum trees and the local council then says to you, no, you can't cut down any gum trees, you actually, you have a problem. You have an actual problem. Apart from the fact, of course, that gum trees love catching on fire. That's how they propagate their seeds. Anyway, so when the duck shooting came out, I think the skill of the hairdressing started to go down. I haven't looked, I've been home for a few hours. I haven't looked in the mirror. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm, I'm a bit scared. To tell you the truth, I'm not going to look in the mirror. I don't know if it's going to be a good uh, haircut at all. But that's what you get for letting a chick cut your hair and bringing up the subject of duck shooting. I should have known. I should have known. I mean, I, 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 I should have brought up casual rape instead as being something that I wanted to do. And I would have been on safer ground than if I brought up fucking duck shooting. It's my own fault. A... For giving in to Nick and letting a greenhouse chick cut my hair, and B, bringing up duck shooting. Fuck me, dead. I should have brought up feminism. I'd have more chance of getting her on side if I if I'd brought up feminism and say how much feminism is a cancer. Unbelievable. 
So there you go. Um, next week I will give you an update on how my hair, uh, how my hair's going. Uh, it probably wasn't a good idea. To recap, uh, don't go on a driving holiday in Australia. Pfft, bad idea. Don't buy a fast car in Australia. Pfft, bad idea. Uh, don't let a chick cut your hair. Bad idea. Um, don't do any job that requires you to wear high visibility clothing. Bad idea. And never, ever bring up duck shooting with a woman uh, who you're depending on actually to do your service while she's doing it. Because... Boys and girls, that just doesn't work out. This has been Adam Piggott on the Magical 42 number of the Pushing Rubber podcast. Uh, You all be safe. You all stay cool. You all stay groovy. You you all get nice haircuts. And for homework, if you don't know what 42 means, well, that's your homework to find out. See you next week. Bye for now.